to Dum Dum Die, an all female, all awesome, and all harmonized podcast where we play a, an homebrew DD RPG uh, set in my homebrew world of Kalandos. And I am Carla Harris, the GM. And around the table, I have some amazing women with me. And we'll start with Xantalarian. Hi, I'm Wednesday. I play Xantalarian. Hi, I'm Nicole, and I play Darby. Hi, I'm Kirsten, and I play Oriel. Hi, I'm Kurt, and I play Brian. And to remind us of what happened in last week's episode, we are going to turn to um, Darby to, to tell us what happened. In last week's episode, you guys missed the fact that I could have kicked some serious mistress butt, but I took one for the team so that she could nearly kill me so that they could try to injure her. But they were just too slow on the catch. And to prove that that's exactly what happened, go and listen to last week's episode. <laughs> so, um, the mistress had time-stopped the, the room as she left, and a mist followed her out. So the last thing you recall is her holding Darby, and Darby, you remember hearing what she said. And seeing the mist envelop her. And it almost felt as like, almost as you blinked, when you opened your eyes, she was gone. The three men trying to get out the stalactites are still trying to get out, but aren't, uh, they're more frantically trying to get out rather than purposefully trying to get out, if that makes sense. Biggin looks very confused, uh, Rain. And... Lying next to you, Rain, is Simonon, who is very shallowly breathing. But, sh- like, her body looks limp, as in it's like, almost sunken into the floor. And then around you, there's still about 16 stalactites, but they do appear to be uh, cracking further. Damn, that woman was on fire. I think I'm in love. Biggin looks... At rain and looks at her her weapon. Um, for a dwarf, you're really strong. I'm gonna get the people out the the, the stalactites. Yes. Okay. And so she turns and starts <laughs> hacking at the nearest um stalactite man, which is uh, the dwarf that you were hiding behind. Mm-hmm. She starts to to hack and help it shatter more. Um, rain. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rain um is like uh Biggin, Miss Biggin, could you come here a second, please? I'm very busy. It's okay. Miss Biggin, Hacken and Statin. Miss Biggin, it's okay. Just come just come get a drink. We all need one. She turns to you and she says, You have booze? I always have booze. Come on. She stops hacking. And then weirdly, like the, the stalactites that were cracked seem to be like really frantically trying to get out now. <laughs> so, and, and the one nearby you, you see where she had chopped away, there was a space for a hand. Uh-huh. And a hand, dwarven male hand reaches his hand out of the stalactite while the rest of his body is still coming out. But he's, he's holding his hand out quite clearly for, for, for a drink. And Biggin uh, comes and sits down next to you. And then she looks at Simonon and uh, sort of like gently nudges Simonon. 
And as she does so, Simonon's head rolls and... <sighs> um, Rain, because now Biggin is sitting down, <sighs> slaps her across the face. What the <laughs> hell? Rain had to do so, reaching quite high for the half face. face. Um, <laughs> and uh, Biggin says, I was hoping you, you would tell me what happened. Still also, did. why is she like this? And she pushes her again in the head lols. <laughs> Oriel, why don't you be a beautiful little pot plant and distribute some healing potion to our friends? Yes, yeah, so. Okay. <clears throat> one for you, one for you. And then she opens Simonon's mouth and she's like, one for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So everyone uh, roll D4 plus your constitution to um, heal for that. Does Biggin need one? No, Biggin looks okay. Okay. Four. So four. Okay, so then you add that to your plus one. Thank four. you. Yeah. Four plus constitution. Yes, so your constitution modifier. Seven. Cool, so that's what you heal, but only Damn. if you have... So if you only have eight hit points, but you've healed nine, you only heal eight. So you can't okay. heal more than... Your maximum hit points. Your maximum. No, it's fine. She's got four. Okay. So, again... Four and in four total? Or? Oh, I see. Four at the moment. Oh, my bad. Yeah, so is it four plus seven? Yeah, so ah, then you'd have see. 11 hit points. As long as that's not your max, uh, more than your max. Right. Everyone does seem quite uh, chipper. Do you give anything to the 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 wriggly wriggly human who is still trying to to wriggle away? Uh, How badly are his boots looking? I mean, he's gonna have to throw those boots away. Uh, But like his feet inside the boots. Do you look? Yeah. So as he's trying to wiggle away, you she bend your head. <laughs> okay, you you pull off his boots, <laughs> and as you do so, he screams as it appears you pulled some of the like burnt oh, skin on okay, his feet. Okay, she gives him a health motion. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know why you have to be so dramatic about this. <laughs> he takes it and gets up and runs away. Is there anyone going to? Um, can I um, rank and rain give? Um, some put some lay on hands on Darby for about worth about three hit points. You can lay on hands, Darby, if you'd like. Lay your hands on, yeah. Okay, do you? <laughs> so Rain walks over. Um, the dwarven hand uh, starts clicking his fingers as he's trying to get out the, the thing. Like, where's the where's the the booze that I heard rumors of? As you cross to Darby and uh, lay on hands. So actually, a healing potion is a two d four. Ooh, fancy! Plus two. Plus two. Like end. So, so you can ro- roll another d four. Another d four. So you might not need to lay on hands on Darby. Oh, I might not need to. And then plus two. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty I sure you're more. at four. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what you get for being a wizard, yo. That's what you oh, get. Oh, I can only go up to seven anyways. Yeah. So you uh, you were thinking about it, but yeah, it's all right. Although the man running who ran from the room did seem quite uh, like upset <laughs> and hurt. Um, is Simonon awake? So Simonon, uh, as you poured it down Simonon's throat... So you're going to go to the man with the boots after that? Yeah. So you poured it down her throat. You went over to the man with the boots. Um, 
as she swallowed it, uh, you you see that be, like almost behind her eyelids, you can see her eyes are moving, and you can see she, physically look she looks well, but her eyes aren't opening, and she's she's still vocalizing. So she's not saying anything, but she, she's definitely moaning and mumbling. Uh, Biggin looks at her and shifts slightly over, and it's like. She's, she's weird. We, we should, we should, um, we should, oh, you know who I'll fit? I'll fetch Noah. And then she goes and she looks around the stalactite room and she looks for, she looks for an, an elf and she starts hacking away at the elf's stalactite. Oriole puts up her hand. Yeah. Uh, and she goes. I think you should all leave the room and I can make this process a lot quicker. But leave the room this time. <laughs> uh, Biggin turns and starts to back away and starts to exit <laughs> the tunnel. Simonon is not moving. Okay, uh, Zantalarian will walk over and pick Simonon up. Okay. Um, the, the the dwarf picking up a human and dragging her. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't going to pick her up. I was just going to drag her. <laughs> the the dwarf that was reaching out his hand has appeared out of the stalactite and and looks at everybody and says, "Where's that drink? <laughs> Follow her. Just hold on." And he and he looks at her and he says, "All right." I've noticed you around, right? And he starts to follow. Uh, and he's like, oh, let me let me help you. And he starts to also lift someone on. Um, and then the other three who were trying to get out have managed to get out the, the stalactites. And they appear confused, but uh, where is it? Can, can we go? Yes, you can go. It's suggested you go. They they start to and then they see Ren and they like seem a little more at ease and then the those three men leave. One turns around and says, "What about it?" And then looks at everyone with their weapons and looks at the people he doesn't know and he's like, "Never mind." <laughs> and he starts to head out. Guys, I think I should tell you something. When the lady was holding the mistress. When she was holding my face, I heard something from the mist. What did she say? The, the dwarf helping carry a summonon says, you met the mistress. Yes. She is a catch. He, he goes, <laughs> and <laughs> you survive. Well, she kind of chicken out, it looked like. That explains it. No, (laughs) she didn't chicken out, guys. Listen, she didn't chicken out. She said, or the mist said, that they have enough bodies or people or men or whatever. So that's why she left. Are you saying that there's more people than what's in here? I think so. I think everyone should get out now. Uh, the the male dwarf seems to think that's a good idea and is trying to hustle the body <laughs> forward as Simon on and 
Shirkadurka hurricanes. Pancakes. I don't want to go to school. <laughs> okay, is everyone out the room? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. I please roll perception to make sure that everyone who could be hurt is out the room? <laughs> roll perception. Don't get a one. Oh. Is it a one? No. It's a six. I mean, you did see everyone leave. Okay. And then she goes to the middle of the room again and she casts Thunderwave. Why am I rolling that? No, that's sorry. I'm not, I don't need to roll this. Everyone else needs to roll <laughs> constitution saving throws. So as you cast Thunderwave, it uh, do your damage? Because you were right, there was no one else in the room except the stalactites. Okay. Which I'm going to say helps the constitution of those within said stalactites. Okay. So on a fail for the day, a creature takes 2d8 thunder damage. That is 6 plus 2, and if they did save, they take 4. So as you cast Thunder Wave upwards from yourself, it spreads throughout the room and starts to bounce off each of the other stalactites as they all begin to shatter and freeing everyone within the stalactites. But everyone, their hair and clothing seems to be standing on end <laughs> and away from their body. And there does seem to be a, that faint smell of ozone that you get after a thunderstorm as well as like just that faint like crackle and some some sparks every now and then <laughs> of someone's clothing as they like touch their hair and get a bit of a static shock. So you are now surrounded by, uh, let me math, so four, got an out, five, 15, 15 um, men of various races except for half orc. Uh, she heads straight to Paul and wants to climb on Paul's shoulders. <laughs> Okay, so uh, these men have just been released from stalactites. Uh, Paul has just been released, is looking around the room and sees uh, uh, a half-elf wandering towards him who attempts to climb his shoulders, who he attempts to swat away. And he says, I don't think my wife would like that. I know your wife. And then he looks at you and he says, well... Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) And he smiles a greasy smile at you that matches the grease on his smock. Oriel's thoroughly gross out. She's like, just let me stand on your shoulders. Okay. Uh, So he bends down a little bit. And being that he was quite large, as he bends down, he almost, uh, like his top half of his body almost envelops his his (laughs) knees. So instead of having cankles, he almost has like, Ankles, body ankles. <laughs> Jabba the ball. Yeah, Jabba the ball. Pull the hut. Um, so is she standing on the shoulders now? Do I have to roll? I'm going to allow you to stand on his shoulders. He's assisting you almost too much, you would think. Like there's a lot of hands. It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. Mm. Okay. Attention, all men. And she starts waving. Um, they all turn to you looking almost like Einstein with their hair like... <laughs> Like out from their heads, and and there's a faint like crackles from around the room, and they turn and and then uh, the elf that um, Biggin was trying to open steps forward. Uh, he is clearly the spokesperson for the group, and he says, "Yes, we 
and he looks around and he says, clearly. And by we are there other compatriots or... Yes, and he looks at you like you might be crazy <laughs> seeing that you're standing on Paul and Paul is, is still trying to assist you. Uh, he says, would there be more than one of you for this this we? <laughs> she says, just hold on. She goes, that! <laughs> you guys uh, hear it? Yeah, we'll... Okay, Xantalaren, mm. still carrying Simonon, runs into the room. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the um, dwarf following behind. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then Darby is also following. Uh, and Rain. Biggin also follows. Um, and then you can hear from behind you the sounds of uh, the three men who had come. They, they come back and they say, there's no way out. There's no way out. And they start mm. to panic as they run into the room shouting, there's no way out. There's no way out. Um, everyone, please roll for me. Hmm. What am I going to get you to roll to avoid mass panic? <laughs> um, okay. Everyone roll insight. Fuck, these guys are rolling low. Five. Seven. Fifteen. So... As the three come running into the room shouting, there's no escape, there's no escape, we can't get out, um, about half of the males start to panic, um, including Paul, who's under you, and he's like, get off, get off, get off, and he's trying to push you off him, Oriel. And then, um, but the, the elf that you were talking to seems quite staid, and the elf shouts, um, shouts to the whole group, you should really calm no, I mean, it does seem like a right opportunity to panic. Continue as you were. <laughs> as half the room bursts into the panic, the other half looks shocked, both literally and um, emotionally. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do? Well, we've just run into the room. Oriel, yeah. do you need more rations? <laughs> no, I'm fine with rations for now. But is there any way we can wake Simonon up? She was the one who let us in here. I have an idea. I've read about this before. I think something oh God, called True kiss Love's it. Kiss. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> as, as you were saying... Oriel falls off from Paul. <laughs> all, the, all, the men, all the men say... Uh, one says, she, she's the one who... She caught us. She caught us. Get her. Get her. And so the, you start hearing murmurings within the, the men, and the room is very small, as they almost seem to be forming a, a wall en masse as they're starting to head towards uh, Zantalarian and Simonon. Um, hold on now, y'all. Um, if y'all... I've, I've got a few vials of pooch with me okay so are you, are you trying to persuade um, them to relax yes, i'm trying to persuade them to relax Roll like, persuasion for me. <laughs> i'm gonna give you an advantage because they know you and you also have booze to back up the statement 15 um as the wall starts to form and get her get her get her you say hold on i've got a booze at that sound all of them turn and the half elf says Yes, let's think about this rationally while we drink the free booze. Half off booze. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then one of them says, and then there's murmuring of, 
if we kill them all, we can have the booze. And then everyone just sort of sidesteps from that <laughs> that one. And you recognize it as the as the the town drunk, possibly thief, but he's always too drunk to actually um. manage stealing anything mm-hmm. from the town. Um, as they all sort of separate themselves from him. And uh, yes, uh, we, we, we can sit and have a, a, a calm conversation about this. As the elf... Um, takes a seat and they all sit around the cabin because that's actually the only way they could all sit sort of comfortably as they sit on the outskirts of the the cabin where you're at. Okay. Um, so because there's no glasses or cups, she's like, all right, everyone, everyone sit down and open your mouth. Um, and she pours like a shot with it. Okay. You do so as you pour a shot while this is going on, is anyone else going to do anything? It is Antelarian's shining moment. He is going to wake Simonon with true love's kiss. Oh, God. Help okay, so what does Antelarian do? Exactly that, dude. Okay, while she's in your <laughs> arms, you're going to just be like, bend your head yeah, down and kiss her. Okay. Um, I never Roll performance. Uh, okay, sorry. No time. Roll performance. 13. You, as um, Rain is going around the room pouring pouring drinks down everyone's throats, um, they're all weirdly, avidly looking on as Zantelaren <laughs> steps into the center of the room, flicks his hair back, leans down to <laughs> leans down to um, Simonon, who's mumbling, and um, her eyes are underneath her eyelids. Like, everyone can see quite vividly that they're, they're moving. And... Um, is mumbling as Xandalurian places his lips upon hers and she goes and <laughs> as a kiss of of I've hey I've just met you this is crazy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's true love's kiss necessarily but it, it was definitely as kisses go everyone around the room thought it was pretty good and, and then one, the, the same one who's like, if we kill them, shouts, good job. <laughs> and is, there, is there like a possible, um, what's it, sound of <laughs> raw potato chips? <laughs> <laughs> raw potato chips coming from the chicken. <laughs> in, in the distance. No, but you do hear vaguely, pa. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, there was no tongue because Santa Laren is not a rapist. Safety first. Public service announcement. That's, no, we're laughing, but for reals. <laughs> so, so um, as you did it, her mumbling and her eye movement did seem to lessen, but she's, she's not waking up. Biggin leans over and looks and, and, and looks at Zantelaren and looks at Darby, and she seems to be like working out something quite heavily in her head. And then she's like, where's Noah? And she, she looks around the room for the, the, the half-elf. Um, Rain, you would know that the half-elf is actually a, a heckler for the Selenites. So Selenites is one of the religions. It's usually run by um, elves. And uh, a heckler is basically the religious salesman <laughs> of the world. So Noah uh, stands up and he says, Yes, do you require assistance? Yes, we do. All right, part ways, and, and he heads towards um, 
Simonon, he says, lay her down in the center. Sure. Biggin uh, leans over and says, I, I don't think she's a, a Selenite, though. And <clears throat> Noah looks at um, Biggin and says, it matters not. She can convert after we wake her. <laughs> <laughs> As he... Um, Begins Possible to religious conversion <laughs> as he begins to place his hands on on her face and starts to almost hum quite melodiously. Sorry, it's all, all getting cocked dice here. <laughs> as I get a natural one, so he holds <laughs> his hands. Hand. She never wakes up again. <laughs> as he holds his hands, he starts to begin the hum which is is quite a harmonious, melodious, uh, beautiful sound. But it's almost if, as you see, that as he draws closer to her face and draws her towards his body, the the humming begins to change from a beautiful sound to this almost rasping coming out of his voice. And her eyes, Simonon's eyes start to... Um, flicker and flutter extremely fast as Biggin rushes and pushes him away. And then the, as Biggin pushes the priest away from the heckler, away from Simonon, uh, he falls down and is just staring blankly up into the ceiling. What just happened? I don't know. It wasn't good. He was all... Singing beautiful, singing not so beautiful. I didn't think it was a good idea, so I pushed him. I mean, you all saw it. And then all the men sitting around the cabin are shocked because Noah actually was only the, one of the only hecklers in town. So even though a lot of the people in town weren't Selenites, they all sort of went to Noah because they all knew that um, everyone knows that hecklers uh, will provide help if you promise a conversion at some point. <laughs> um, well, I'm not going to kiss him. Um, Is he alive? Biggin pushes him and his head lulls, but his eyes track the ceiling as his head lulls. Uh, but he is breathing. Oriel goes to check someone on again. Okay. Uh, what are you... She's just looking for a sign of life and she's going to slap her. Okay, so uh, roll, roll medicine. It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> time for a slap. Yes. Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> you, as you go to slap her awake, you're, you're pretty sure that possibly the shock will shock her up because physically she's fine. Sorry. <laughs> physically she's fine, but you assume... That it's something in her mind is is struggling, but as you pull back your hand and you slap her, the the sheer shock of it after being kissed and melodiously hummed to does seem to shock her awake as she <gasps> calm yourself, woman. <laughs> is is the mistress? She's gone. She's gone. Oh, thank smile. And the room falls to full silence. And Biggin says, What? Yeah, or repeats it. She's like, What did you say? Okay. Uh, 
okay, can can Zantler do a religion role because he wasn't really paying attention to any of the hecklers. He just thought the half orc god was hot. <laughs> I mean, oh you can roll with knowledge religion. You can roll what you know. Twenty. Natural? No, unnatural. Oh, I was like, okay. Well, uh, I mean, you you weren't really paying attention in 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 all the like religious courses you've been to because uh, you were too busy looking at the effigy of the half orc <laughs> but you do recall that you know i mean to become a goddess she she totally whooped some lame misty guys but who might have been called Samael, might have been called uh tomiel might have been like you're not 100 percent sure but you'd guess it was that one i mean this girl does love mist so <laughs> makes sense this all makes sense. Don't you guys know who Tommy Mealtime is? <laughs> and then everyone looks at you and says, <laughs> We know. <laughs> and He's... then they all look at you and stare daggers like, even, even the like, youngest child. <laughs> knows these things i mean it's bad when biggin looks at you like what are you even Aurel's just got her face in her hands and she's like oh my god i'm related to this don't you mean samael yeah that guy Mm -hmm. totally i mean the guy that was stealing all the children and was like the incarnate of evil no no it's it's not what you think he 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 saved us and he's going to save us again what does that mean well and she she looks around the room and then she looks at the elf heckler and and she's is he all right he'll live i think we need to give him a healing potion i have none left oh Um, damn it all right hold on a a big oh oh i've got it's okay. And she goes and she slaps him. <laughs> as you slap him, it does seem to try his system. As he wakes up and he turns and he points the finger at Simonon and he says, You unclean thing! I wouldn't go as far as to call the lady unclean. It was one kiss. Simonon <laughs> <laughs> looks at you like, Kiss? Obviously, it wasn't that good. And, you, and um, th- Noah says, is she the one who can open the pathway out? Yes. You will open this pathway. And he start, walks towards her and starts to tower. You will open this pathway for all of us and we will leave. I don't care what the other four do, but we are all leaving. Men, and then the whole town gets up, all the men. The men and even Biggin starts to head towards Noah and he says we will not associate with her you will open it and we will leave he starts to walk and he turns and he says are you coming the rest of the the town is basically waiting by the door for her for Simonon to step through and for the the, your group to step through look you guys are being harsh on her she helped save our lives. I, I did. And then Noah turns to Darby and says, you might not have been aware, but she helped capture all of us. I know, genius. 
she's sorry. He he looks, he leans down and he looks at Darby. And he says, I see you have been touched by the mistress. Perhaps I had thought that might have taught you a lesson. After all, we are not as we once were, but luckily for you, I have wasted all my energy trying to survive this place. We are leaving. And he starts to walk. Simonon says, I'll, I'll, I'll just let everybody out and, 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 and then we'll, we'll pretend like it didn't happen. Oh, okay. And she starts to run towards the, the area where she let you in. Hey, Noah, as uh, one selenite to another, just remind Caress that she owes us some gold. You took payment to save a village. That is what a hero does. I hope those, those, pa- that payment will return to the Selenite Church in tidings. Um, hold on. That payment is owed to all four of us, okay? We're not all Selenites here. And Noah, you know nothing is free. Mm-hmm. Very well. The three <laughs> of you, I will <laughs> remind Carassus that the three who are non-Selenites can take their gold and do with it as they wish. But you being a fervent admirer of how goddess Selena will obviously be paying your tidings into the church coffers, which he like almost absentmindedly taps his his pants pocket and you hear a slight clink, clink, clink. And he starts to head towards where Simonon is, is going, as do all the other men. Um... Are we entirely sure that she's going to return? Should one of us maybe not go with her? Make sure she comes back. Because without her, we're, we're all letting them Yeah, out. let's go. Oh, are we I all going? Maybe we should check the mistress's bedroom. Begin. I'm leaving. And she starts following them in. She wears back. Should we maybe just all go out for like a break and then come back in? What do you guys think? All the men have left. Oh, okay. Uh, the the room as well as Biggin has left, uh, so it's just sort of you for hanging around the entrance at the cabin. I would like to get close to Noah. <laughs> okay, you're so gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna steal so the money. you're gonna rush rush uh, towards. <laughs> so while uh, as you rush, uh, you come around the bend and you see everyone is sort of waiting at the entrance. And Simonon is casting the mist. Everyone is giving Simonon a very large berth. And um, you see, you see him, the the human there with with not wearing shoes, sort of like hugging himself and rubbing his arms, <laughs> and he's in the front of the line to get out, and he's starting to head up the steps. Um, and I mean, Noah is in the crowd waiting, waiting to go up. I want to steal my money that he's about to take. Okay, uh, roll stealth for me. And sleight of hand. Natural 20. Natural 20. So as as you s- sidle into the crowd, you absolutely, they're very focused on exiting this room. The sleight of hand is 11. They're very focused on exiting this room and you reach your hand into um, Noah's uh, pants pocket and he starts to move. He hasn't noticed that your hand is there, but your hand is very definitely <laughs> stuck, like, in his pants now. Gold. Yes, I want the money. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> what are you going to do? 
pull my hand out really quickly. Okay. So uh, grasping something? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Are you holding yes, yes. the money bag? Okay, so yes. you, you reach for his money bag. And you find it. And as you pull it out, um, he feels something moving, but he turns to look and it's almost like he, he, you're below his, his notice. So he doesn't recognize that you're there. And then it's his turn to go up the stairs. So he, he does so, giving Simonon death stairs. The other men are also progressing up the, up the, the staircase out of the river. I am going to very quickly make my way back down the stairs. <laughs> you do so. Uh, Simonon raises an eyebrow at you as the mist is flowing. What are the three of you doing? You're still in the cabin. Uh, Oriole signals to Simonon like five minutes and then like runs down the other puppet. Okay, so as you run past, you signal, uh, you hold up your hand showing five. She looks at you and okay. And as you run down the passage, um, what are the other two doing? So Darby and Rain? Rain, I don't think it's a good idea to go back. What, into the, the cavern? Yeah, I mean, we need Simonon to keep that open, otherwise we can't get out. I think she needs to stay with us, but she's busy letting out, she's busy letting out people. So we need to go and get her then, okay. and wait for everyone to get out. So wait, I'll stay with her, you follow Darby. I oh. mean, Oriole. Okay. Okay, so Darby, you're going to follow after Oriole? Yeah. Uh, Rain appears in the crowd and is waiting mm-hmm. in the crowd as the men Near are going. Simonon. Um... As you start to run down the corridor, um, Oriel, you feel that the this like um, the compact mud that uh, the tunnel was made from starts to become looser and almost starts to feel like earth. And there's a smell almost of like um, lush rainforest as you start to run um, about. 50 feet down the corridor, you, uh, Darby is about 10 feet behind. You also recognize these things. Um, 50 feet, it also makes a slight bend to the left. And as you round the bend, you are greeted with a lush, but contained forest within the cavern. It's almost, almost like a greenhouse, the, the cavern. And it's about the same size as the the one where the stalactites was. So it's it's very dense in there, um, and you can start to feel almost beaded on your skin already from from the heat of the the plants being so close together, and also from the moisture. You're you're starting to to sweat, uh, but it's quite a lush forest. You're gonna have to uh, mm-hmm. like move maneuver through it. Yeah, she wants to just try and find like any plants or anything of interest. So she's just gonna wander through the forest. Okay. Darby follows. All right, uh, roll perception for me, guys. Are you looking for anything in particular? Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Twenty-one. Okay, so uh, Oriel, as you start to enter into the forest, you realize that. This forest is not actually growing from the floor. It's almost like it's tr- been transposed here. 
So if you look closely, the roots don't extend into the floor, but they also don't stop. They seem to begin to extend and then it it's like wavery under the, where they disappear. So there's a gap between the floor and the, the forest where it's almost wavering. And um, Darby, you see, you see that as well, but you notice that the wavering, if you look very closely at a point where it wavers, it almost appears to be like this beach sand underneath it. So when you look at the wavering, it flickers and it almost looks like the trees are planted in beach sand somehow. And as you're looking through, you do find a, a chest. A chest there, as well as there's a bed, there's an armoire, there's a, 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 a water closet area. Um, the water tree. <laughs> the water tree. Um, those, those are um, physically attached to the, like they're part of, they're on the floor. There's no wavering about them. Those are quite solidly there. What do you do? She really made herself comfortable here. I want to see what's in the chest. All right. Are you just going to go up to the chest? Okay. Oh, God. If this chest is a mimic, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's unlocked. Oh, shit. <laughs> Opens the chest. As you open the chest, there, there appears to be a piece of clothing that is the same material you think as what the lady was wearing, mm -hmm. as well as there appears to be a, a ring and a couple of daggers and some gold. She puts it all in her backpack. You see her doing this, Darby? We'll divvy it up later. <laughs> Said every loot thief ever. <laughs> Let me see that dress or piece of material. <laughs> Tell me the dress. It is a dress, right? Um, it, 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 the material is so like fluid that you would need to lay it out on the floor to, and spread it out to see what actually shape it is. It might even just be material. Outside game question. So if this material is the same, is it the exact same thing that the mistress is wearing? I don't know. You'd have to, we have to, you'd have to investigate that. that. So all the men have left. Simonon looks at the, the two of you and says, what are you going to do with me now? Keep you alive as long as you're not doing some silly stuff. Well, basically, Simonon, we need your help to find my lady mistress because she ran off without me and I'm pretty heartbroken. I don't want to do. It's not like you have a choice. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening and a big thank you to my players for making it epic. And remember, please, if you enjoyed the show, share it with your friends, foes, folks, family and... 
furries. furries. <laughs> I was about furry animals. <laughs> All furries. I mean, I don't judge. <laughs> um, and please remember to rate and review us on your favorite uh, podcast app uh, or website so that other people can know that we're pretty cool too. And if you enjoy this and want to chat to us, um, if you do chat to us, you'll notice that sometimes you get used in the story. <coughs> Noah. So please uh, contact us on the social medias. We're at Dum Dum Die. <laughs> nice. Um, on all the social medias, that's just D U M D U M D I E. Or if you want to email us, you can email us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. And a big thank you to Vid, who made the awesome soundtrack, to Tristan, who is our amazing sound engineer, and to Central City for helping us with our microphones. All the links to them are in the descriptions below. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week of roleplaying. Please play elevator music during this podcast. It's actually called Muzak. Muzak. Like legitimately, it's called Muzak, spelled M-U-Z-A-K. And that is a genre of music that is played on telephones and elevators. Oh, wow. yeah. So that uh, Kenny G pan pipe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.